sorry, you can sit there and look and play with all your silly machines as much as you stop. like. Want to stop? Just for Ben! Oh! Oh! I mean, that sort of stuff, we're, it, it's been, we're, be, we're bigger than that. That interview is just like the performance, flat. No. Well, I mean, what do you want him to do? Just fall at Gabriel's feet crying? I mean, well, he's... Say something. We, we were doing what we'd done for 20 years, relaxing a nervous studio guest in the same way that you would in, in these conditions. Um, and thought no more of it. Fire it up, fire it up. When we finally turn it over, make a beeline towards the ball. How's it going? Welcome along to the Friday Football Podcast. Nathan Murphy in the presenter's chair this week. Adrian Barry, Dave McIntyre, ashamed to show their faces as their weekly treble was a loser for the eighth consecutive week. Oh no, have you won some? We're going to get to that. Okay, I'm sure we are. In their place and that voice, a new voice to the Friday Football I've Podcast. I've been on once before. Oh, yeah? yeah? I wasn't here that day. It's, you it's must my, have been my replacement. It's my, it's my second day on it. One of the finest footballing minds in the country. Certainly not here because we looked around the office and there was nobody else available. Literally. Literally <laughs> and nobody else available. Colin Parkinson, thank you, you for joining us. No problem. You watching Everton last night? I Your was, beloved Everton? I was trying to work. Over Lille? Try, yeah, I was trying to work and trying to watch it at the same time. But no it was right. a good result. Five, good result. Five points, a win and two draws, two draws away from home, good win at home. Set up nicely. To get into the Champions League via the Europa League. If we, I, I think Everton have a good chance of winning it. I think he's, he's like, he picked a very strong team last night. Picking Barkley again after him just coming back from injury, that's kind of a, a signal of his intent for the competition. What do you think of Ross Barkley? I love him. Really? I think he's one of the most overrated players Really? In English football. Really? Yeah. Explain why. Because I commentated on two Everton games at the end of last season. Both of them he was taken off with about 25 minutes remaining, having made zero impression, was completely bypassed. Now, maybe that's just the way Everton play. Both those games, Lukaku didn't play particularly well. But there was that kind of three behind Lukaku. Yeah. Of the three of them, he was by far and away the least effective. Yeah. You have to remember, he's only 19 years of age, you know, and that's towards the end of his first full season. He hadn't played, like, under Moyes, he hadn't featured really much at all. He was out on loan. And last season, he played a lot of games. So if that's at the tail end of last season, you can understand he's a young fella. What type of player is he, though? This is he's having watched him. He's a dribbler. So is he the guy who he's an picks it up talent. from the halfway line and just runs directly yeah. at the opposition? He makes things happen. But I saw a weird stat there that he's only one assist in the Premier League, which is a strange one. Considering that he he's on the ball so much, but he just he opens up defenses. He 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 dribbles with the ball and he draws players to him. I'll give him another chance. Give him another chance. He's he's a special talent, honestly. So last week was a momentous week for the Friday Football Podcast. Eight weeks in, and we finally had our first treble winner. Right? Did you put your money where your mouth was? I had given up on doing that <laughs> right. by now. I was down thirty-five euro, having okay. put a fiver on every single week. But people were wondering why I was getting very excited at the end of Liverpool-Queens Park Rangers when Stephen Calker scored that own goal. Right. Why wouldn't you get excited? When that completes your treble, Liverpool, Southampton, Chelsea, just over 3-1, to Wally. Fair play. Well, listen. You see, I changed tack last week. Opening seven weeks, I was going with 8, 9, 10-1 to chances. No, that's I was silly. going all out there. That's so silly. I toned it down. And you were the same in that Ladbrokes competition as well. You're, you're, I blew it. You're, you're a crowd pleaser, really. That's it. Fair enough. I'm a loser. Also, though, <laughs> well, You won't win, but you'll be on the edge of your seat. Yeah, so, uh, two big stories this week, I guess. Number one, Mario Balotelli. 
having the audacity to swap jerseys with Pepe at half time. Yeah. And him essentially being hung out to dry consistently now by Brendan Rogers. And the other one last night, Eric Lamella and his Rabona. That was unbelievable. And there's actually footage of him doing the same thing for River Plate. Did you see that one? I did. I Very saw a lot of Rabonas well. last night. Like what? I had a full scale Rabona. Well, it just that does that show how seriously com, or well, this is taking the, the competition because you don't do that in a competitive game. Like I presume you saw Pochettino's reaction, yeah. which was no reaction. No, I got, but to be fair, in real time, it's actually difficult to realize what's after. Well, the first time I saw it, I actually I was like, okay, because everyone said, "Wow, what a goal!" I was like, yeah, it's Eric Lamella. Maybe people are getting overexcited because Lamella actually scored a goal, curled it in from the edge of the area from behind the goals. It's difficult to see. It's it happens so fast. You think it's actually just you know his right foot, but it's an incredible it's sort of thing. You try and five aside. If I tried that, I'd kill myself. I actually have never tried it. I don't want to try. You would have done it. A David, would. You would have done a David Dunn. I, I yes, and certainly. just fallen over. There's no doubt. It's incredibly hard. Some of my mates can do it. I just I, okay. Look, I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to go there. So Mario Balotelli, Liverpool at home to Hull tomorrow. What are your general thoughts on Mario Balotelli? I think I I don't think he's that good of a player. I think he can score some outrageous goals, mostly from outside the box, you know, spectacular goals, but he did. He's not scoring any goals. And Graham Soonis did say, when I'm in midfield, I'm looking up. And it's the same one, like in GEA, not to bring GEA into a football podcast, but if you look up and you don't see movement, you have to take an extra touch. Next minute someone tackles you, the ball's gone. You have to have movement up front or you're, you're just lost in midfield. You actually have to take too much out of the ball and it's, you know the ball's taken away so you need your forwards to give you an option but this is nothing new no Mario Balotelli was like, has been like this throughout his career yeah when you but think I, back I to never... his time at Manchester City yeah. Balotelli played the same way he stood in the one position and Aguero and Silva moved yeah. around him yeah. is the problem more he that he's not a lone striker certainly not that is the one thing that you can't you can't play him up front on his own because if you're playing up front on your own you, you need work rate like that's the one thing that he doesn't have Maybe play him off a striker or something like that, you know? Like, have someone Who? else do the dunk Who is the problem? That's the problem. Like, I, I, Carragher says he was a panic boy, and there's there's no doubt that he was a panic boy. Would it be overly like, cynical? Welbeck would have suited Liverpool's style of play much better. There's no way Manchester United are going to sell to Liverpool. Yeah. Whatever about selling to Arsenal. Maybe. But it, it, is it being extremely cynical to suggest that Brendan Rodgers... With Suarez gone, could foresee the problems Liverpool were going to have in living up to last season, and thought, well, if the worst comes to the worst, we'll just blame it all on Mario. <laughs> I don't think he's that cynical. Thing about Rodgers is right. He came in to Liverpool. He wanted to play tiki taka. He said, "This is my philosophy. I love the ball. You need to, you need to have possession of the ball. This is what I believe in. I did it at Swansea. Blah blah blah." He realised he wasn't able to change the players that he had, so he turned into a counter attacking uh, yeah. football which suited Suarez and these lads. Now, he's lost Suarez, Sturridge is injured. Is he a good enough manager to change their style of play? Because he can't play that way with Balotelli. Balotelli can't play that system. But well, that's can really... Rodgers change their system to suit, to suit the players he has now again? Yeah, and it's interesting that you mention Swansea's style because... I, I was he inherited pretty... that from Martinez as well. He did, but... <laughs> Get the old plug in for Everton. But I, I was practically resident at the Liberty Stadium for the season that he was in charge of Swansea. And I've covered three Liverpool matches now this season. And that year, they got a lot of applaud at Swansea, and rightly so, for the way they played and the possession stats. Yeah. But they were really boring to watch because yeah. it was tiki-taka, but without any skillful any players. Penetration. And it used to take forever. So Leon Britton would come between the two centre-backs, pick it off the goalkeeper, 
And there could be 40 passes before they get out of their own half. And then they had a couple of explosive players, Nathan Dyer, and they were gone. And that was it. Try and get teams on the counter-attack. As you say, he tried that with Liverpool. Yeah. It didn't work. Didn't work. But, Gerard can't play that kind of football. But do they have to now go back to that? Do they have to potentially... He tried to play Stephen Gerrard further up the pitch against Queen's Park Rangers in the first yeah. half. And I, it was actually embarrassing for Stephen Gerrard. That worked for the last 15 minutes in the home game. Who was their home game before that? He played it for the last 15 minutes against West Brom off the striker and played well. But he didn't play so well against QPR. Jer Gilroy has arrived. How are you? We've managed to find somebody else in the office to well, join you know. us this afternoon. No rush, Jer. What are you, you going to do? You all right? Yeah, do I, do I go now? Radio. No, you can, you can say. <laughs> Radio right, on demand. I'm performing well, am I? You've got, well, you've got enough Everton plugs in already. <laughs> we're discussing Liverpool. We're discussing Mario Balotelli. Jer yeah. Gilroy's view? Um, I think it's too late now from a Liverpool. I think that there's almost... It's too late? There's almost nothing he can do to rescue the situation. So, I would what happens next? Does Balotelli perhaps... What's he getting? 80 grand a week? How, long, Liverpool how say? long a contract did he get? Did he get a long contract? I don't know. I'm yeah, sure he got a regular three, four year contract. there's a good few like, you know, caveats in that. Well, they can't fire him. They're not going to because it would be a waste of money. So what you do is you send him on loan to somebody at Christmas. To or Lille. Maybe and take Origi back. And you take Origi back for the rest of the season. Yeah, maybe, Origi yeah. looked good last night. He cleaned Baines on a couple of occasions. The reason what? that they put him on loan, left him on loan, was to get him. That was like Yeah, the this was part of the deal. Right. Okay. Was there no possibility they could have just said we'll give you another two million and we'll take him? Would yeah. That not have been enough. He's young, you know. I think that maybe yeah, it's a surprising one that they let they let him go there when they have so many you know problems. But I think Balotelli is suited to Italian football because it's more pedestrian and uh, like Liverpool with their high tempo game, it's just not the team for him at all. No, I mean it's very possible that Balotelli's skill sets improves uh, from a, a psychological perspective if he applies himself and. He unfurls the talent that he has, but you know, just right now with the pressure that Liverpool are under, at a club where there's no pressure, where he's a sub and can come on and do stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, even if he went back to Man City in the situation they're in at the moment, where he, he's not the big dog and not being asked to be the big dog, where there isn't that carry this team, be the new Luis Suarez uh, hype. Liverpool, are, Suarez, our <coughs> um, Sturridge and Balotelli have played together once all season. 3-0 win away to Tottenham yeah he has been unlucky with Sturridge being out injured yeah. there's no doubt about that and he can't lead the line himself so his situations have kind of conspired against him it doesn't work very hard though and uh, Liverpool need all their players to work hard but they knew when they were buying him they did that he wouldn't work very hard yeah but they, they didn't did. think Sturridge would be out you know maybe he was he was seeing Rodgers has undermined all of his strikers at this stage he's completely undermined Balotelli he anytime he's asked about Ricky Lambert Ricky knew what he was coming here for to sit on the bench. Yeah. What was and Ricky Fabio Barini is still there. I thought Barini looked okay at the end of last season. Well, he played very well for Sunderland at the end of last was, season. Yeah. Like, yeah, but they weren't rid of him. And there were they wanted him to go progress. to Sunderland and he, he refused to leave. Why didn't why did they just play him? Why not play him now? Why not play him up front with Balotelli? They need a, to try something. Well, he could be annoyed about the fact that he wouldn't go. Like they tried to sell him to Sunderland and he wouldn't go. Yeah, but then the next day you're like, you are an hour resource. Yeah, you have to be professional about it and just go, okay, we'll pick you. Yeah. It's not like the GAA. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Cassidy, you're out. <laughs> That's three o'clock kickoff tomorrow. The uh, opening game tomorrow, West Ham against Manchester City at Upton Park. They played four times last season. City won all four of them, scored 14 goals. But looking at them last weekend, Sergio Aguero scoring four, should have scored five. And with regards winning the title, Sergio Aguero probably needs to score 27, 28 goals this season 
for them to have any chance. Yeah, but he will if he stays injury free. He's That's got serious muscle injury problems, but he the, his goal per game ratio is better than Suarez when he was in the Premier League. He actually do those of, problems disappear though? The muscle injuries are they no, to, they to don't. get rid of them? Are they going to have to rest them at certain stages? And what happens in those games? Look at Michael Owen. Uh, Michael Owen's hamstring and stuff Yeah but Aguero's done hamstrings and thigh muscles Not as badly as Michael Owen He's no Michael Owen Well he's out a good bit with the He's way older than Michael Owen was before uh, Like Michael Owen was already crap by this stage Was he? Yeah he was 22 when Michael Owen first popped I think and never came back really Right. We spoke a lot about City last week And how they maybe don't have that ruthlessness That Chelsea have And that they got away with it last season Three games left. Liverpool win their last three games. Manchester City don't win that title. They don't have the application, it seems, that uh, Chelsea have. And like, I don't know how much of this is down to Pellegrini or how much of it is down to the the heartbeat of the team. Like, company you can see has that level of application, and I'm always at it. But the rest of them, to use a John Giles phrase, there is a bit of easy oziness about the whole thing. Torre doesn't seem to be overly interested this season for whatever reason. Yeah, they're at West Ham tomorrow who are looking for three wins in a row. Just on Torre though, he scored that amazing goal against Villa and then was like 97, 98% of his passes complete in the first half during the week and then uh, well, I don't know what the hell happened in the second half. So, uh, well, they, well, obviously it got cold and... Uh, <laughs> Increasingly and, cold. And there was 500 fans annoying them and that, that was enough to intimidate them. Sponsors guess, yeah. I think they were. It was a big week for Big Sam. Two wins in a row and it was his 60th birthday on yeah. Saturday night. So was Big Sam a training this week? No. Maybe Wednesday? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, just, I'm just throwing this out there. I'd say Monday morning, half six, he's there just to prove, look, I, I've still got it, I can do that. Really? Reading his stats. Harry, Harry Redknapp was at that again last week. Every press conference with Harry Redknapp now, he's at pains to point out how early he leaves for work. He does. Something like half four. But four o'clock. Doesn't, doesn't he live in Southampton? Yeah. It's like, why not move to London? <laughs> yeah. So at, at his age, that's Because he also <laughs> pointed out when uh, Paul Gascoigne was in trouble. I, I rang Gaza. Yeah. I rang Gaza. Said, "I'll pick you up at half five every morning at the end of your road." I'm not sure that's really <laughs> going to appeal to Paul Gascoigne at this moment in time. Yeah. Jesus. Would you like to have gone to Big Sam's 60th? Oh yeah. Steve Bruce was there. I went on the tube. went on the tube straight after the match. Yeah. Fair play to him. Got the train back up to Manchester. I like Steve Bruce. For a long I, time I, I didn't. I, I now I do. I don't like him. He's, I've too, changed my he's mind. too sweet to be wholesome. Um, uh, no, I think I think probably he's a he's a politician. He's a plum master. Uh, his teams are really good. And they've done very well over a period of time. Like, uh, I don't know who it was that was talking during the week. Um, might have been Football Weekly pointing out that they had this team full of English, Irish, Scottish uh, players. And now suddenly he's got a that hardcore of the team. Um, but sprinkled in the... The, the army. The good, talented foreigners. The army, Ben Arfa. Jelovic. You'd fancy hold together results at Liverpool, right? Really? At Anfield? Yeah, I think so. I think they're playing and I think well. that West Ham can get a result too. We need the league to start giving us results where uh, Villa don't put it up to Chelsea for 82 minutes and then concede two goals where they actually hold out and draw that game. Do we not need or Manchester City, City to win a lot of games in a row to just keep up with Chelsea? Yeah, that's what I'm more concerned about, to be fair. I think that, um, I think that maybe... Yeah, we probably do. We definitely do. There's no doubt. Did Chelsea go to Manchester United and play like they did last season where he just... Put everyone Park the bus. The ball, played for a nil-all draw against yeah. Moyes United. Yeah, I don't think they'll do. I don't think they're th- that type of team anymore. Well, they're better, definitely. They Much are, better, and they've got more self-confidence. But they're no striker this week, or well, the well, press conference in the last hour. Diego Costa has small chance. Yeah, small chance. Uh, Remy is the only one with no chance. Yeah, so maybe maybe Costa plays, but if he doesn't, then 
Drogba's not exactly terrifying even for Phil Jones or whoever is fit. Yeah. No. They'll Andrew. play Shurla up front as they did last season. Yeah, he played all right down, didn't he? Yeah, but they were a very different side, as you say. They no were. Sesk. They wanted a scoreless draw and they got their scoreless draw. Even Hazard was prettying about the place. Yeah. This season, this is a pretty mean fighting machine. The match against Arsenal, the match against Manchester City, just Maddish and Fabregas in the middle of midfield. As good a centre midfield partnership as there's been in the Premier League. Yeah. Are they playing 4-4-2 effectively? 4-2-3-1. Four, yeah. So that's the two. That's the two. They're the yeah. three is the Willian, the three lads. Willian, okay, Oscar yeah. and Hazard. Of course. Or sure yeah, this Oscar is up there Hazard. with a keen, maybe not quite a keen skulls level just yet, but potentially. Ah, it's top class. There's no doubt about that. Fabregas is a sensation. But like Mourinho is just, whatever players they needed, any football fan would say they need creativity in midfield, they need a striker and they need to replace Ashley Cole. He buys the exact players. You look at Arsene Wenger, you're screaming at him what he needs. He doesn't get it. But just Mourinho just does everything right. Chelsea scored two or more in seven of their last eight games. So that angle as well. They're starting to score a lot of goals. Yeah, last season they couldn't. No. Um, it, was actually, it was around this time last year that they got good. Before this, their defence had been terrible. The international break happened. Obviously, John Terry doesn't go in international breaks anymore. Yeah. The defenders got together. Mourinho got them in and said, right, this is crap, let's Back fix to it. basics, yeah. And they fixed it. And since then, they've been the, the meanest defenders and the best defensive unit. Yeah, well, they've got the best defensive... They've probably got the best goalkeeper now in Courtois. The best defensive unit. Second best goalkeeper too, you could argue. I in Courtois. In I'd, I'd, oh, yeah. Well, I'd have Courtois the best goalkeeper in the world. Matic and Fabregas then. Hazard arguably the best young under-23 in the world. And then Costa, who, if he stays fit and if he plays games, is going to score 30 goals this season. Oscar's playing well too. Um, Paul Scholes says, Rocco and Jones are the centre-back pairing for the future of Manchester United. Yeah, well, two goals in that conceded against squad. West Brom in this current squad. Yeah, on Monday you, night, did Rohan Jones play centre back? Sorry, I missed the game. Yes, yeah, they did. But uh, the first West Brom goal, uh, Raphael played everybody onside. So it's his was the second one, Sessegnon. And that second was the one, one. Oh, that was Sessegnon. Sessegnon was the, was the second goal. Berahino yeah. was yeah. The, uh, the the second one where he okay. burst through. Um, yeah. I, I, like, look, the thing about Moyes is that everybody's comparing, you know, at one point less after a trickier fixture list eight games into last season. He was trying to cling together to an old team. You can't compare this team with that team because it's a completely different group of players. And they're probably, you would never say last season is a point where Man United could go on a 10 game winning streak. This team, at some point this season, if they get everything working and if the manager fully understands what he has available to them and puts the right players in the right position, you could see them going on a 10-game winning streak because they now have genuine quality in the squad. Yeah, yeah. and for some they reason as well, even though they're conceding so many goals, only one clean sheet so far, you don't get the sense that at Chelsea this week or Manchester City next week, they're going to be humiliated. No. That it's going to be 4 or 5 nil. Yeah, no, definitely well, not. They've, they've... Maybe this week. <laughs> If Costas plays, if Costas fit. Uh, you mentioned Arsenal. Um, they are away to Sunderland tomorrow. A Sunderland side coming off an 8-0 defeat at Southampton. Uh, Arsenal just two wins all season in the league so far. And 10th anniversary of their Invincibles run coming to an end. I caught the last 12 minutes of the Southampton-Sunderland game. And I was just, why don't you just try and defend, lads? Like, make a pact. 5-0 is enough. That's it now. We're we're going to work on this together. You stand here. That guy over there who's been whipping in all those crosses that's been killing us. Kick him. <laughs> One of you kick him. Well, the guy who you would assume would do that 
First Sunderland. Isn't that, no, it's not John O'Shea. O'Shea is in the last it's one Lee Catterall. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Who was yeah, meant sorry. to be the heartbeat of this Sunderland side. He's the guy who gets yeah. stuck into the tackle. He was the one guy pointed out a match of the day who gets brushed off for a tackle, kind of jogs back slowly. Lee Catterall, uh, was he Manchester United target? No, that was somebody else. That was Stokes uh, shit kicker. Shawcross, sorry. But there was definitely... Shawcross started at United, I think. Uh, Way back when. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Catamol's mid Catamol's is the was, defensive midfielder. Was there a transfer chatter around him last week in advance of the game? Is it potentially potential that he was unsettled? Lee Catamol was going to Manchester United. Uh, no, no, no. Surprise! Catamol was at a uh, Premier League club. Maybe Shawcross going to Man United was the chatter that yeah. Mark Hughes had to deny. But John O'Shea would be glad he signed his new contract before that eight nil. <laughs> That's, <true>. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But what does Gus Poirier do? Does he select the same eleven again and go prove everyone wrong? That's what John Hartson thinks on match today last last week. Played him again. I I would be on that line of agreeing. Played him again, and if lads don't show up, then what if you could beat Nate Neal again? You're getting sacked. Doubt that would happen though. They only conceded seven goals in their previous seven games. That group. Same that team. group. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was the same team every week, but they are unbeaten at home in the league. It's probably not a good time for Arsenal to be going there when you will expect a backlash. some sort of a backlash. But also, if they don't beat Sunderland, a team who've just lost eight nil the previous week. If they don't win this game, it's going to be their worst start to a Premier League season under Arsene Wenger. Yeah, they will win the game and it's not a bad time to go and play a team who are demoralised. There's two ways of looking at it. There's going to be a backlash. If they win, they'll say, look, confidence was low. If they lose, they'll be like, sure, there was a backlash from Sunderland. This is hindsight stuff. What's the point of Arsenal anymore? They're uh, two, incredibly frustrating. Two I goals think, in the last two minutes, uh, you know, Arsenal they, 16. Wenger, has, Wenger has to go at this but, stage. He really does. There's no real question about their character anymore. They've come behind more, come from behind more than anyone else in the Premier League this season. It's not a question of character. It's a question of having the wrong players and too many of the same type of player, which is exactly what everybody's been saying for 10 years. Since the Invincibles yeah. finished. Yeah. Since that midfield partnership broke up, since that goalkeeper left, since that right back left, uh, their team has been missing uh, top quality defenders, so particularly centre backs. So exactly what Colin said 20 minutes ago. But the thing about it is as well, he only really signed Sanchez because Debuchy replaced Sanya and Chambers replaced Vermeulen. So like they're only replacing what's gone. He only actually brought in one extra player, like in the summer, which is crazy. And it's an attacking player, which you didn't really need. The transfer policy is the, is the problem. I think, if, like, I think that no one trusts Wenger now to spend money, given that he said he wasn't going to spend money. And it was obviously just a political thing. And now he has the money to spend. He's not spending it brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, we will be keeping a very close eye on that game and all the three o'clock kickoffs on tomorrow's Off the Ball. We're going to have Kenny Cunningham in studio with us. Sunday, a live doubleheader. I'm going to be at White Hart Lane to see if Eric Lamella can repeat his tricks again. Before you go anywhere now, I want to give him a treble. Yeah, we're going to come to your treble oh, now in a okay, second. Okay. Right. You've got lots to live up to, though, Sorry, I forget. Thought were, I thought you were wrapping it up there. I'm just wrapping up the fixtures. I'm just telling people what's on off the ball this weekend. I'm Sunday, we got Spurs against Newcastle. I'm myself and Stephen Hunt at White Hart Lane. And then Dave and uh, Kevin Kilban will be at Old Trafford for the big one. Manchester United against Chelsea. You missed it at the start, Jerry, but it was a momentous week last week. I finally got a treble. All right. The first of anyone so far. All right, a whole treble came off. A whole treble came off. Just over 3-1. to one. That's right. why I was so excited when Liverpool scored one. against Queen's Park Rangers at the end of the ah, match. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so three. what's your... He picked three favourites at 3-1. Doesn't to matter, one. I won. I didn't bring a favourite this week, so. I'll tweet mine out. You'll tweet yours out. Call him. Mine is Everton to beat Burnley. Banker. Don't worry about it. Arsenal to beat Sunderland. Banker. Don't worry about it. Hull to draw with Liverpool. Lift up those odds. That will get you a nice few quid for a few scoops on Saturday night. I'm going to play it safe again. I'm going to go for Liverpool at home to Hull. 
Tottenham at home to Newcastle, Chelsea away to Manchester United. Ooh, okay. That's not a bad one. What are you getting for that? Uh, I think you're getting about five to one. All right, so that's I'll good. take it. I'll take it. I'm just upping it a little yeah. bit again now. Yeah, it's a bit tr- dramatic for you now. Every week. Uh, all right. Cheers, lads. Uh, short and sweet this week. Uh, I say we got a big weekend on off the wall. We talk to you all then. Thanks. Thanks. Fire it up. Fire it up. We push off. We are rolling boulders. Crash.